What up, son? It's the tale of the tapes. The fuck life. Saying. No matter what my mood is, it's nearly impossible for me to listen to that intro without laughing because I want to give everybody actually a quick description of how that intro came about. That was genuine. Like that was actually me flipping out because sometimes when I'm working on art and I have like somewhat of a time frame, I'll get to a point where I'll just start recording myself. Like I'll just leave the shit recording like throughout the day. And I'll just start taking things because honestly, people joke around like, yo, you should have your own TV show and stuff like that. Like if you guys were able to watch me on a daily basis and the shit that goes on in my life and the things that I do, I think you would probably be fully entertained. And that clip right there is basically me flipping out about the fact that I was running out of time to create an intro and... My computer chair keeps falling apart and I kind of just had enough of the combination of things and I basically like drop kicked my computer chair. So, it's the tale of the tape, son. I'm saying? Yay! That's the intro right there. Um, anyway, episode four. Uh, this is Run DMC now. I had said a couple of weeks ago that we were doing Run DMC and we wound up doing the Furious 5, I was wrong on that, so we are here now for Run DMC, Tale of the Tapes podcast, episode 4, um, Run DMC dropped their debut album in 1984, I like to make a note of when each artist came out as we're going through this, I think that's important to see what things are happening in, in what time periods and where things started to take turns and and where things started to advance and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, the group consists of members Rev Run and Daryl Mack, DMC. Uh, of course, Jam Master J obviously is an instrumental, fundamental part of Run DMC. Uh, this podcast has nothing to do with, like, DJs or any of the scoring or any of that, uh, Jam Master J obviously doesn't really factor into any of what's going on today, but I just definitely want to acknowledge his name. Uh, you know, it is clearly important, the producers, the DJs, and all things like that. Um, and we're actually going to touch on a little something that Run DMC particularly did for, for DJs, I guess you could say. Um, I do want to say before we get into like any specific details that... I believe the second episode, which was the first episode that we covered any artists, was um, the Sugar Hill Gang and Curtis Blow. And I wanted to make a note here that Rev Run actually began his career build as the son of Curtis Blow. So we covered uh, Curtis Blow a couple of weeks back. That obviously speaks to his impact on hip-hop again. Uh, we're not going to go back over Curtis Blow, but he did get a good impact score. Um, and that just... That just uh, leads to that right there. So let's get into some details about Run DMC as a group. Like I said, they came out in 1984, uh, or that's at least when their debut album was. Origins is Queens, New York City, New York, United States. Uh, most people probably know that, but got to go over the, the facts here in the background genres are listed as hip-hop and rap rock so 
this i believe is the first time that we're seeing something where somebody is is classified as rap rock uh we're gonna talk about a lot of that stuff that has to do with them being classified as a genre of rap rock but that is one of the subgenres that was listed in podcast number one with all the rules and the scoring and all that uh rap rock is a subgenre that is included in this so their years active are listed as 1983 to 2002, and it's noted that there's occasional reunions since 2012. So there probably has been a handful of times where they've done like shows or whatever the case was since then, but their years active are really listed from 83 to 2002. Um, let's get into some background and some some facts and some first for Run DMC because they would definitely, definitely... Uh, an impactful group, I guess, to say the least. So, Run DMC was an American hip-hop group from Hollis, Queens, New York, founded in 1983 by Joseph Simmons, Daryl McDaniels, and Jason Mazzelli. Run DMC is regarded as one of the most influential acts in the history of hip-hop culture and one of the most famous hip-hop acts of the 1980s. Along with LL Cool J, The Beastie Boys, and Public Enemy, the group pioneered new school hip-hop music. The group was among the first to highlight the importance of the MC and DJ relationship. So I wanted to talk about how I brought Jam Master J up in the beginning and I wanted to make a note that Run DMC really was, I don't want to say the first group to ever talk about their DJ, but they made it a little more where it was a trio as opposed to maybe front men. With the, I don't know if I'm explaining this the right way, but... I feel like Run DMC was in listening to them and reading up on them that they were one of the first to highlight the importance of the MC and DJ relationship. Um, with the release of Run DMC in 1984, Run DMC became the first hip-hop group to achieve a gold record. Run DMC was followed with the certified platinum record King of Rock in 1985, making Run DMC the first hip-hop group to achieve this. Raising Hell in 1986 became the first multi-platinum hip-hop record. Run DMC's cover of Walk This Way featuring Steven Tyler and Joe Perry charted higher on the Billboard Hot 100 than Aerosmith's original version peaking at number 4. It became one of the best-known songs in both hip-hop and rock. Run DMC was the first hip-hop act to have their music videos broadcast on MTV, appear on American Bandstand, be on the cover of Rolling Stone, perform at Live Aid, and be nominated for a Grammy Award. In 2004, Rolling Stone ranked Run DMC at number 48 in its list of the 100 greatest artists of all time. In 2007, they were named the greatest hip-hop group of all time by MTV and greatest hip-hop artist of all time by VH1. In 2009, Run DMC became the second hip-hop group to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame behind the Furious Five, who we covered last week. We talked about that. So now Run DMC is the second hip-hop group to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In 2016, the group received the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. In 2018, Raising Hell was inducted into the National Recording Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, or artistically significant. 
So, like, that's, I mean, right there, you, you know, you, you almost don't even want to get into some of the other shit. It's like, all right, obviously, we know where we're going with this group. Clearly, everything this group did was major. They're obviously going to get huge scores in the impact department as legends of hip-hop. No question about that. Um, I really don't think that there's anybody that would have any any type of argument really with that at all. When we get into my notes later, my personal notes about listening to Run DMC, you're going to hear in particular me bring up things that, I mean, everybody knows that they they either started or, you know, whatever way you want to put it, but super, super impactful and influential group. Let's, uh, let's do what we normally do. Let's go to the list. Let's hit random. And, okay, this is Run DMC Perfection. Can't say that I particularly remember this one, but I did obviously listen to it. Everybody out there ready? It goes a one, two, three, and perfection to be. It's quite essential. He has to live up to his potential. I work real hard all day and night. Get to it and do it because I want it right. Okay, so off the bat, you got Run comes in with the first two bars and says, Perfection to D is quite essential. He has to live up to his potential. Now, they make sense. They lead into each other. And the first rhyme of the song is a three-syllable rhyme. So that's that's better off the bat. And again, this is just a random song, but that's better off the bat than most of what we've been seeing. Then you have DMC who comes in and says, I work real hard all day and night. I get to it and do it because I want it right. So, now, the rhyme night and right is a one-syllable, simplistic rhyme. But, he rhymes something in between it. So, he has a rhyme scheme here of A-B-B-A. Where he says, I work real hard all day and night. That's going to be A. I get to it, B, and do it, B. Because I want it right, A. So he's saying a word, then he's saying two other words that rhyme, then he's saying another rhyme that rhymes with the first one that he said. So it's a little bit of a different style here. They actually did this a lot through their career. They were good at this. They were not going to say they were the first ones to ever do something like that, but they did it well and they, they utilized it throughout the majority of their career. Okay, so right there, I got bass tone, I use cologne, and then I rock the funky rhyme on the microphone. Only one syllable, but three rhymes in the two bars, and then the next two bars has four rhymes. So in a matter of four bars, you have seven rhymes right there. That's a pretty good average rhyme to, to bar ratio, is what I'm trying to point out here. It's nothing crazy, the rhymes are one syllable, uh, they're simplistic, but... We're just seeing more than what we've seen done prior to this. Now this hook is simple, but... The hook is simple, but 
they didn't do that on every song. I'm not going to just take something away from somebody because they had a certain idea of a song in their head. You, to me, you can't really lose credit for that. But if you do every hook of a 200-song career where you're just repeating the same word over and over again, I'm going to have to take that as you're incapable of doing anything else. Run DMC was not incapable of doing other things. They clearly are making a song about being perfectionists here. If you didn't already get that, you know, Run came in talking about perfection, but if you didn't already know that, you know it now from the hook. If you listen back, they're talking about basically just being perfectionists in, in every area. You know, I'm a perfectionist with my car. I'm a perfectionist with the way I smell. I'm a perfectionist on the microphone. So they're just using different examples here of how they're perfectionists. If they can keep that up for the whole song, this will probably be an above average song. <laughs> Okay, so there's nothing great about this at all. Um, you know, just one syllable rhymes, perfect, select, that's two. Listen, it's not bad right here, but there's, there's, it's not one of the shining moments in the song. But at the same token, he is still talking about being a perfectionist. He's talking about his, his glasses, how he can't see, so he's got to get glasses so he could see perfect. The whole song is about the same thing so far, which... They're at least getting credit for so far. Here's Run. Okay, so... Here they're talking about, in, in a sense, you could probably say that they're going off topic a little bit here, or at least Run is going off topic a little bit here. Um, he's keeping topic as far as his verse has everything to do with each other. I got a credit card made out of gold. I got pass in a class and the story's told. I got DMC, I got JMJ, I got Jeff, he's deaf, and Runny Ray. So he did the same thing right there that DMC did earlier, where he said, I got DMC, I got JMJ, I got Jeff, he's deaf, and Runny Ray. So that's that A-B-B-A rhyme pattern now that Run did and not DMC this time. So again, I think that most things in this song are evening each other out. When they're losing topic... They're doing other things that they could be getting credit for and vice versa when they're doing the very simplistic rhymes and it's nothing special. It's on topic. So pausing right here, we'll continue it on and see what happens. But pausing right here, I would say this is probably going to wind up being an average song. Again, kind of the same exact thing as the verse before it. You got another scenario again where he, I got a dog, a cat, a mouse, a rat, a fly, he won't die, and a little gnat. So you got that ABBA pattern again. Uh, that's twice in that verse. So they do kind of do things like that often, which again, it's 
a little, you know, they're going to get a little bit of credit for being above average there. Is it not just being one rhyme and one syllable every time? They're not, what they're failing to do so far, at least in this song, and that's all we're dissecting right at this moment. What they're failing to do is combine all of these things at once. They're failing to keep the topic, you know, say dope lines in different rhyme schemes and multiple rhymes per bar with multi-syllables and stuff like that. They're doing all of these little things in part, but they're not stringing them all together. And that's where separation is going to be caused with some other people down the line that are doing all these things together. But again, this is definitely above par with what we've seen prior to this, for sure. Then we got DMC who's going to come in here for a couple of bars. Okay, so really, really more of the same. We saw basically patterns go on in this song, as far as I'm concerned. You had the same kind of things going on. You had Run come in with, with a, a three-syllable rhyme, talking about perfection. You had examples where DMC had an A, B, B, A rhyme scheme. Then you had a little, a little part where DMC had like a four-bar thing that was just simple and basic there was nothing bad or really good about it it just was basically on point with the topic it stayed topic with the song and then you had your hook and everything and then it was kind of the same thing over again like you had run come in with a couple of things he showed the same a b b a rhyme pattern and then you had dmc who had a a little four bar section at the end of the song where it was just one rhyme you know simple one syllable stuff like that um, and then that leads into the hook and the song ends. So overall, I would say that was probably scored as an average song. Um, again, there was there was a number of things that went on in that song, but nothing was really strung all together to really bring that song to like a good or or a great song or anything like that. And as far as you know, as far as the impact uh, and stuff like that, like that wasn't one of their, you know, that wasn't Walk This Way. Um, that wasn't any one of their, their huge songs for you to say that that's going to get an above average score just based on the popularity of it. Um, I I know more Run DMC songs than, you know, just the the big hits that they had, but your average person may not. So, you know, again, you may or may not have known that song, depending on how big of a hip-hop or a Run DMC fan you are, or or even, you know, really how old you are. Um, but, again, please understand that the review, when we, when we play these songs, and I'm breaking down these songs and dissecting these songs and talking about the things that are going on in these songs, it's, it's at random. So... We may have an artist who doesn't score well, who happens to kill whatever r song randomly comes on, or vice versa. You may have a tremendous artist that you just hit random and it happens to just be one of that person's worst songs, or whatever the case is. So I just want to point out that when we dissect the song, 
that is not necessarily a reflection of what my notes are always going to say because my notes are taken with them as a totality and the big picture of of what went on it's their entire career and it might not necessarily reflect what you just heard in the song that we just played with that being said let's get into run specifically these two artists were scored um individually they were very similar and the the thing that made it a little bit hard to score them individually at first at least was that you could see in that song you could see examples of how i mean almost it's not every line but it's it's almost every line you know you have dmc says I get to it and I do it because I want it right. I got bass. Then Run says tone. And then DMC says I use. And Run says cologne. So they did do that a lot. Where they did kind of go back and forth. And they did finish each other's bars and stuff like that. But to me there was a bit of separation. Where you could tell that even when DMC was saying certain things in Run's verses... You could tell which verses were runs and which verses were DMCs. I'm not saying that one was dramatically better than the other. We're going to get into their scores in a minute. That's not at all what I'm saying. But I'm just saying that to me, there was a separation with these guys, even though there was a lot of times that they did just kind of go back and forth. Um, but there also, it became it became a little easier later. I'm going to get into where DMC was not as active in the music as run was and I'll, I'll get into the specifics of that in a second so first let's talk about run um who is currently in 12th place of 111 artists done so last podcast everybody's rankings were of 109 artists i have finished two more people since then um so Currently, there's 111 artists done now, and Run is currently in 12th place, which is by a pretty decent margin above everyone we've done so far. So here's my notes that I took down when I was listening to Run. We all know Rev Run, but what I think the vast majority of your average person fails to realize is that Run can spit. Although rhymes still seem to have been said mainly just because they rhymed, Sentences were being strung together better than prior to him and bars were mostly incorporated with each other. He also showed the ability to utilize different rhyme schemes, particularly AAB, AAB, and didn't always just have one rhyme per bar. Rev even managed to have some really dope lines, but also had his fair share of weak ones, while still managing to remain just slightly above average lyrically. Five of Run DMC's seven albums were good albums, and the other two were average at worst. Rev did have two great songs, but he also had three weak ones. It would be hard to argue that many had as big an impact on hip-hop as he did. Run had visible impacts on artists like Rick Ross, Tupac, DMX, Nas, Joe Budden, Will Smith, Biggie, Jay-Z, and many others. He would remain at the forefront of the hip-hop community for most of his entire life and is considered a legend for more than just gold rope chains and Adidas shell tops, among other trends set by Run DMC. So, 
Again, we, we read up on them a little bit before we got into the song about all the accolades that they had. They were the first this, they were the first that, and any records they were breaking at that point were just their own records. Um, so we talked about that. Um, let's get into the actual numerical scores for runs so you could see what my notes reflected. Lyrics, I gave them a five and a half. Now, I want to I wanna point out something here before we go any further into his numbers. In my phone, written in my notes, he is written as a five and a half slash five. Depending on how long this person's career is, how many songs and verses they've gone through, you can't be great for three albums and then have one album where you weren't that good and that brings you down to whatever your last album was. You understand what I'm saying? It has to be a cumulative thing. So I go by slashes when I do this, meaning that he's a five and a half because that's what he reached, okay? But he had just barely reached a five and a half. So when I wrote down that he was a five and a half, it was a five and a half slash five, meaning that he's a five and a half, but he's right on the cusp. If he continues to climb and get better after that, depending on the rate, I will then remove the slash five and he will just be a five and a half. Now, either way, He's getting listed as a five and a half because that's what he was. The first number that I have written down is what you are. So he's going to get a five and a half anyway, but I just want to mark down that he's on the low end of the five and a half. There are going to be some other guys that when I give you a score, their score is going to be five and a half, but written in my phone, they're going to be five and a half slash six. Now, they're still in the same column with, with, with Rev Run. I still believe that they're both a five and a half because neither one quite fell to that five or got to that six as of that moment. But one could, you could say one is better than the other while still giving them the same score. Like I said, there's about 450 people that are being squeezed into a 10 point radius here. So you're going to have ties where some people probably are technically a little bit better than others. Just want to point that out. So. Album score is 3.82 with no classic albums. Song score is minus 0.12, which is obviously very minuscule. Uh, impact is a 9.5. The only reason that I didn't give a 10 here is because you have to understand that this is like the 12th artist that I'm covering here. And I did not want to just run around giving 10s out. As a matter of fact... I intend on going through this entire this entire thing without giving any 10s out because I know this sounds probably ridiculous, but you never know what can happen in 100 years, in 200 years. I just don't think that... I just can't see anybody getting a 10 in anything because I just feel like no matter how good you were, there has to be some area that could have been improved. So I just want to... If you got a nine and a half in anything, it was pretty much as ridiculous as you could possibly be. So his impact score was obviously a nine and a half. Same would go for just, you know, run DMC as a group. Because again, these are individual scores. Um, and his originality score is a seven and a half. Which so far, I mean, it makes sense if you think about it. But I don't think anybody 
you know, I could be wrong. This is a lot of information I've had in my head over the past couple of years. Um, I don't think anybody we've covered so far got under a seven and a half for an originality score. And again, that kind of makes sense because you're talking about your first 12 rap artists in history here. So, I mean, to give anybody a lower score in originality than like a seven and a half at this point in time, to me, just doesn't seem, you know, fair or legitimate. Um, there was a number of things I just talked about, you know, the gold rope chains and Adidas shell tops. And, you know, there was a number of ways that this group was original. It wasn't, it wasn't just their, their looks. I talked about in the first podcast, what factored into originality. It's everything. It's, you know, it's your voice, it's your delivery, it's your song topics, it's your image. It's, you know, did you follow trends? It's just a million things. So they were they were original artists in more ways than one and they were you know in the top couple of people that started doing this thing so i feel like they deserve their scores in those areas that gives run a final score of 5.24 so again what you would do is 5.5 plus 3.82 minus 0.12 plus 9.5 plus 7.5 equals divided by 5 that comes to 5.24, which again puts him in 12th place of 111 artists. Um, let's get on to DMC now, since we did run. DMC is currently in 17th place of 111 artists. So he's five slots behind Rev Run, who we got in 12th place of 111 artists. DMC is currently in 17th place of 111 artists, which puts him second behind run of everybody that we've covered in the podcast so far but total there's 111 artists and he's 17th so here's the notes that i took down on dmc while listening to run dmc although it was clear listening to run dmc that run was the standout dmc certainly did not get lost he held his own on every song and without a doubt had his shining moments Again, maybe not quite the same as Runs, but these part and Run DMC shouldn't be overlooked. He was average lyrically, and he was pretty damn consistent. Although he did have some weak lines, like Run, he showed a great ability to use different rhyme schemes and didn't always just rhyme one rhyme per bar. Aside from only being on two songs on the final Run DMC album, D managed to go 50-50 with Rev on six of the seven albums. He managed to drop two great songs and only two weak ones, which even him out in the songs category. DMC hasn't affected hip-hop as much as Run has in recent years, but he still is half of one of the most legendary rap duos of all time. He influenced the likes of Rick Ross, Tupac, DMX, Nas, Biggie, Will Smith, Jay-Z, and Joe Budden, among others like Run. Where DMC certainly did match Rev was in the originality department. Both not only had their own style, but were trend-setting fashion icons, and D was always D. I give big props to him for that. I'm always a fan of keeping it real and staying true to yourself. So, that's a vibe that I got from him when listening to Run DMC. I didn't... Especially him, okay? They, they both got good scores in this department, but... I felt like DMC really just was totally himself and, you know, all bullshit aside, you got to give somebody credit and respect for just being themselves. Lyrically, I had him a five. 
Albums was 3.80, which is a tiny little bit different than Revs, who was 3.82. Uh, the reason being we talked about DMC was only on two songs on the last Run DMC album. I'm not particularly 100% sure why that was. I have read up on some things. I haven't specifically seen anything that addressed that particular scenario. I'm not saying it's not out there. I only have so much time to look into each artist. Uh, I find what I deem to be important and relevant information on here, and I'm sure there's probably some fuck-ups where I miss some things, but again, the facts are that he was only on two of those songs, so the album score is a little bit different. Songs is also a little bit different. He gets a zero, which actually is a, you know, it's a very minuscule number, but it's a .12 better than runs, the reason being that there was a weaker song on that last Run DMC album that DMC obviously wasn't a part of. So he evened out with two great songs and two weak songs. Um, Impact, they give him an eight and a half as opposed to a nine and a half because again, we're doing this as individuals. So if you were to take DMC out of the group Run DMC and just have him be by himself, um, I think you have to kind of average what that score would be with what the score would be or what the score is in the group um and that's how i came to an eight and a half uh originality you know same as run but again this is probably one of those scenarios where it's a seven and a half slash eight i didn't quite feel that there was that much separation in an originality department to where dmc deserved a higher score than run but you know, I feel like DMC was probably right there on the cusp of an eight where if, you know, some other things may have gone on in their career, I might have I might have been more inclined to throw an eight his way in that scenario. His final score is a four point nine six, which again puts him in seventeenth place of hundred and eleven artists covered. You got your lyric score of five plus three point eight plus 8.5 plus 7.5 equals and you divide that by 5 that comes out to 4.96 so uh you know there's everything on run dmc or there's as much as we can cover on run dmc in a brief amount of time uh you know you got your facts you got your background your history you got your notes that i took you got your mathematical numbers and what place they finished in uh Again, icons, icons in the game, impactful, trend-setting, legendary icons. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Both of these guys, absolute pioneers. Um, and again, I'm through a lot of people right now. I'm, you know, I'm through 111 people, and Run's still sitting in 12, so he's up there. Um, and DMC is not far behind him, though, although I'm sure as we go along, there will be more separation caused between those two. But, I mean, they're looking really good right now. Um, actually, let's get into the list that we, that we currently have. So, since we're getting more and more artists done, I don't want to read ridiculously long lists, you know, every time. So, what I'm trying to say is when we get to... There's 300 people done. I'm not going to read 300 people at the at the end of every episode. So for the next two weeks, we're going to do the top 50% of the artists we covered. 
Um, and then I'll just continue to lower the percentage as we go on, whatever, 33, 25, 20, 10. You know, when we get to 400 people covered, we'll probably go over the top 10%, you know, of the list before we exit that, that episode. And we'll talk about the top 40 guys so far. Um, so currently the top 50% of what we've done so far is we have Rev Run from Run DMC, who's in 12th of 111 people done you had next you have dmc of run dmc who's in 17th of 111 artists done after that in a three-way tie you have melly mel scorpio and keith cowboy from the furious five who are all tied for 36th of 111 artists done and then after that you have the kid creole and raheem who are also from the furious five they're tied for 40th of 111 artists done. So that's your top 50% so far. The other people that are behind that, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but you're falling to the back of the bus for right now. Um, I also spoke about how I wanted to do a top 10% lyrically. Um, again, as we, as we get further along and start to have a lot more people done, I'll probably lower that to maybe 5% or maybe even 1%. But right now, um, you know, I believe we covered like 11 people, including Run DMC. I believe there was 11 artists. So the top 10, we, we can finally do a top 10% lyrically, which obviously since we covered him today, you know is Rev Run at a 5.5. I do want to go out of my way and say that he is the first artist so far that we've done, period to receive an above average score lyrically at all. Um, DMC obviously got a five and he was done in the same episode as Run, but Run is the only person up to this point that has been above average lyrically. So he's got to get his credit for that. Um, any other parts of these lists that you would like to see? Uh, I, you know, I have a lot marked down so far of who's where lyrically and what the final lists are and stuff like that. All the lists, again, are available in, in writing or in pictures or whatever at www.facebook.com slash tale of the tapes podcast, all spelt normally. Um, that's mostly it, man. Again, on my anchor dashboard, uh, I have a little donation button. If anybody's feeling, you know, like they're rich or they're feeling generous or whatever the case is, um, you know, feel free to hit that button. I obviously greatly appreciate it. Uh, this isn't about the money. That's not what I'm looking for. This is about getting into who the best is straight up. That's what this is about. And uh, I'm going to keep doing it, bro. This is, it's a lot of work, but I'm going to keep doing it. Appreciate you checking in. Um... I want to say that next week, we have the Fat Boys coming up. It's episode five next week. Um, the Fat Boys were scored individually, so we're going to cover both of the Fat Boys next week. Um, and other than that, that's it, man. Tell of the Tapes, episode four, Run DMC. Big props to them. We gone. Tell of the Tapes. Might as well.